Hey y'all, uh, it's Jalen, and it's just me. Um, yeah, so I haven't done a episode with just me in a while, and I haven't done one where I just ramble and talk about, like, what's been going on. Uh, so, this is gonna be that episode. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know if I talked about how exams went. Yeah, I don't, I don't know when the last time I done an episode like this i'm going to try to make sure this isn't so uh, this isn't long um yeah so exams were a thing that happened um after i had i we experienced the wildfires here where i ran for my life to uh get away from the the clouded smoke which i still think about i mean that happened in what uh, september um, and I, I didn't really have a chance to really process that because I was having to do school I- immediately right, right after that or r- rather doing during it. So um, past exams uh, that were that it was a the, it was a good experience studying and then like actually talking about all I had learned Um but and then like the actual exam wasn't bad it was just like all the other stuff that was going on um and yeah i really do think i learned i i I think that after um doing the breath exams like i had a lot of knowledge to continue using um in the publishing course that i took this term which I wasn't expecting to take. I wanted to take it next term because I, I mean, this is the first time I was doing grad school in a pandemic. And so I wanted to to give myself time to get used to it. So I only want to take two classes, but the, um, I, I found out that they weren't offering the publishing course until next week. I mean, until next year. And so I didn't want to wait a whole other year until I could take that class because then it would just that would run into my major field exams and I would just be doing two really big things at once and it would just be too much so I really wasn't prepared to write a full article this term um, on top of taking two there I would consider them very rigorous film classes because not only do we have to attend Zoom meetings, which is just a draining in itself, um, we also have to do responses and papers, and I have to write a book review for one, I have to do a presentation for another one. Um, and I feel like just this whole term, I've just churned out a lot of work under large amounts of stress and in a very short time frame, and I'm just honestly shocked that I've done what I've done (laughs) Um, because yeah, I just, I, I've been under a lot of stress and pressure and I told myself at the beginning of the term that I wouldn't like let school do that to me, but it always does. And I I thought that I could manage the stress better, but it it was extremely hard because everything just kept going as if 
there wasn't a pandemic going on or there wasn't like continuous life-threatening things happening uh just with black people being killed by the police or killed by white supremacists in general um especially in eugene uh and in oregon in general um and then well yeah mainly that just all of the all of the things that usually happen before a pandemic just was increased uh in in terms of like how much i worried about them or how much they affected my just mental and emotional well-being and on top of dealing with um just personal things that happen um living in a household and being stuck inside and just all the things that comes with that um i well, I guess I could say I'm proud of myself for being able to work under those conditions, but I really wished that I didn't have to. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm just thinking about just how stressful this this whole term has been. And I mean, I I... I don't know how much longer we'll be in the pandemic, but I'll assume that for the next two terms um, or for the rest of this academic year, we'll, we'll be remote. Um, I, I suppose that it will, hopefully I can, it, what am I trying to say? Why am I like, I, I, I don't want y'all to think that I'm just like, just so like <laughs> negative about everything because I'm not but really I I don't I don't want to say I I want to get used to this because I don't think it's something I should get used to I honestly don't think we should be in school right now I don't think anybody should be in school right now how, how do you do that right now and I just feel like things are, are, have just moved on continue to move on so rapidly that we haven't really got time we haven't really taken a time to really like sit and understand what's happening and i guess that's just the american way so the paper i've been working on um i look at two episodes so the paper is about collard greens about uh, the image of collard greens and television and i relate this to um kind of larger debates about uh what how, how, so i use this twitter debate <laughs> where whole foods was telling people to put peanuts in their collard greens and then i talk about how uh people's reaction to that and then i talk about how um historically uh peanuts were a part of um uh, collard green re collard greens recipe uh, recipes in west africa and central africa um and then i relate uh just the kind of preparation and and cooking methods of collard greens to black culture and talk about how oral history is a part of just the sharing of of these recipes and the prepar preparation and cooking of them and then I relate all of that cultural history to uh, two episodes that I look at. One is a episode from Be the Beverly Hillbillies called Collard Greens and Fatback. 
and then another is the um is an episode from master of none uh called thanksgiving which was written by lena waif um and uh, aziz i'm sorry but i'm just uh, lena waif <laughs> we're just gonna say lena waif and um it's it's about her 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 journey coming out to her mother over a series of of, of thanksgiving uh, of thanksgivings um yeah it came out in 2017 uh so i'm pretty i i wonder if people have seen it for the most part but um in those two episodes i i just kind of think about how collard greens relate to this larger history and that all comes up when we see them on the screen and i talk about how it relates just that like that image relates to blackness and queerness um and and how it relates to um kind of like the multiple the multiplicities of blackness um and so yeah like with the beverly hillbillies episode it's nothing about white people but i say like you know the exclusion of black people in in this in this episode um makes me want to um want want to read a, a black presence within this space and i the characters refer to the scent of collard greens and the way that the um i kind of look at the way that the smoke from the pot is acts as a presence of its own and so i kind of like uh i guess i don't want to say theorize but i i kind of read um those two things as a black presence um so that that's what i've been working on the first draft that i did was like 53 pages i always have this problem where i write way too much um and my advisor that i was working with like he, he was like very uh, helpful with with comments and i was just like please help me cut this down and so when i mean i just finished the draft yesterday um which is why i haven't released uh an episode on monday because i was trying to get that done um and i got it to be like 40 pages but i still feel like i haven't said all i want to say um i felt like i did like so much work on on that paper because it was my first time writing an article and i just like my imposter syndrome has been really like induced this this term um just because you know having to do virtual class I guess it puts an extra pressure because you're constantly looking at yourself. Um, you're constantly aware of what you look like and or like, oh, I need to, you know, make sure this professor knows that I'm engaged. But then really, I just want to show up and turn my camera off and like go uh, do Shanti while classes on. But I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I have to look uh, attentive or whatever. Oh, did oh, also, did I tell y'all? I know I'm all over the place, but this is, this is the episode. I'm going to, it's random thoughts. Um, I had a class or a, a, a art film class that was on sun that has been on Sunday at 9am. So, um, and that was the only time that 
everyone could meet for that class. And the reason why I stuck with it is because I really needed that class for a language requirement. And I also like the professor and I also like the, the class. Um, but I really needed it for a language requirement. So that's why I stuck through with it. I have to do a presentation for that one at 9 a.m. on Sunday. Um, and yeah, so we're going to get through that. Um, but yes, back to the article. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I done, I, I did a lot of work because I just didn't think I was prepared for, to write an article. And, um, I mean, yeah, I wasn't prepared because I was expecting to do the, do this course in the winter, but I didn't have that decision. So, um, yeah, I just did a lot of reading. Um, I, I do think it was productive because I found kind of my niche in media studies, which is black feminist media studies, um, which is really like black feminist theory in general. Um, so I'm glad I was able to kind of find that within media studies because I didn't think it was in there. Um, and I think I've been really interested more in television and like how television uh, produces and reproduces images of blackness and, and how we receive that on just through multiple screens. So like TVs, phones, apps, um, yeah, just, just through how we receive TikTok is another one, uh, another one that, um, a lot of kind of black, black culture is being filtered through and and stolen (laughs) through, um, um, yeah, so I, I think that's where my interests are taking me is just kind of like thinking about this idea of television and blackness and how do we read um, gender and sexuality and, and all of these things when we when we think about blackness. Um, and I, I wanted to capture that in the, the the article that I was writing. And so I think you know, the kind of focus on black food culture and thinking about oral history was a good start. And I've been really interested in the experience of the viewer. So thinking about, you know, think thinking about the viewer experience and then writing more about my experience of watching the 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 series or film or whatever because i think i think often film theory and, and media theory is like very yeah it's too theoretical and i feel like you know we we are all consumers of media and we all talk about it in in certain ways and different ways and they're all like critiques of it um, television, like film and television are like reflections of our society and they help us understand, uh, emotions and, and understand stories. And there's, there's just a lot of messages that we get from them. And I, I just want, I want the way that I write about these things, even in the quote unquote academy to be, uh, accessible and conversational because I just like everybody talks about movies and TV 
Um, especially now since we're all at home and watching Netflix and that's why Netflix is going up to what thirteen ninety nine or whatever. Um yeah. I I'm not bitter about that. Yes I am. Um yeah, so I I that I think that's where my research is taking me now. It is incorporating these ideas into it. And then I guess I can talk about teaching. Um, so on top of all the schoolwork I've been doing, I've also had to uh, have teach. I had, have had teaching uh, responsibilities, um, which is a, a part of just my job in general or, or kind of that's what I get paid to do. And that's what that's why I get a tuition waiver. Um yeah, so with teaching, you know, online, we ha- we we do like a meeting on Monday, and well, first of all, yeah, I haven't talked to y'all about <laughs> this. Okay, um, yeah, so I've been. How do I say this? Because I know, I know, I know, people from my school listen to this, and I don't want, I don't want this person's. And from, I don't want I don't want to put this person on blast. Um, but anyway, I've been working with this mediocre white man who leads one of the sections, and um, he's been very problematic. He's basically argued that uh, black people didn't uh weren't a part of the invention of film until like the twenties, which is a damn lie because black people went to the movies like when the movies were first a thing, even when they were enslaved. Um, and also black people were uh, a part of film technology because of the exploitation of their bodies through photography. So we can start there. You can tell he's not used to being, well, he wasn't even, you can tell he's not used to being around black people. Uh, as me and my roommate, were, we were the two black graduate students that were working for him. You can tell he, he he's not used to being around black people, um, and that he's certainly not comfortable with it on an online format. Because when I would ask questions, he would get all nervous and shit. And you know, I've been told that I have a resting bitch face. I'm glad it translates in, into Zoom because I want him to feel uncomfortable. It's just I get such a pleasure out of making him uncomfortable just with my deadpan stares. It's so enjoyable because I've been, I've endured a lot working for this man. I've endured a lot. And I think, I, I think a part of this, this teaching experience, would, I mean, the classes are already a lot, but with it being through Zoom and having to facilitate students like engagement and students falling asleep in class and all of that crazy shit. Um, I think, it's I just I just stopped caring and so I I know that the administration wants you know a student engagement they want students to uh do these zoom classes and stuff but when you look at these these students faces and I'm a student too so I'm like I know what y'all are going through because I know y'all don't want to be here either because I don't want to be in my zoom classes um when I teach at 8 a.m and 9 30 a.m um and every morning when I see those kids I'm just like yeah I feel it I feel it y'all and because of that because I know what it feels like 
we're not gonna stay here for that long so all of my zoom meetings have been 20 minutes and i mean honestly we we were able to talk about all of the material and 20 minutes and that was that that was i mean we were able to get it done and i just i just didn't see a point in trying to make this whole process harder um just with trying to keep them engaged for a full hour or yeah that was the main part because it's like the like think about like the world what's going on and then think about these these some of these some of these students are in the dorm some of these students are at home some of these students like don't know what's going on with their living situation they some of them are working right now it's just like I didn't want to add more to that so you know we got to class we you know just talked about things and I said okay bye enjoy your weekend and that's it. That's it. I didn't want to do no more, no less. Um, so, yeah, I, I think just in general, my <laughs> my teaching style is like, how do we make this as easy as possible for everybody? At least while I'm teaching like these courses where I have to like teach under a professor, which I don't think I like doing. I definitely don't like doing. Um, and I have to continue to do it for the next two terms. So we'll see if I get used to it or um, if I just won't like it. I honestly miss teaching my own composition class because I was basically teaching. Um, it was basically like a history class and like a political history class. And I got to pick I pick my own materials under uh i picked my own materials whether i was supposed to or not and yeah we just talked about black feminism the whole time and it was great and i feel like the students learned a lot and i learned a lot from just reading their responses and kind of talking about it in class although i was just very nervous but um and and then yeah speaking of nervousness that <laughs> i had in the what was that winter the winter term of last year um or no this year um yeah I, so i so i did comp in the spring um and then i had to do the start do, doing the film classes in the fall and i think i i think honestly i was more comfortable because i wasn't in front of the classroom and i didn't have to like I don't know when you're in when you're in physically in the classroom you, you're like have to be I feel like I'm aware of my body more because I'm like okay I'm like oh like how am I standing like do I look authoritative and do I like do I look like I care <laughs> um which probably no to both but yeah I think I think my general I I but no I think I've gotten better about asserting myself and I think I was able to do that more because I what it wasn't in person um but I think kind of having this virtual experience 
um, and then just surviving a pandemic has made me more uh, just to where it's like, yes, I'm like, yes, I'm nice. I, I'll play, I'll laugh, I'll talk to you, but just don't cross me. Um, yeah, I had this briefly snatch someone up, one of his friends. Uh, the, one, of, one of my students had one of his friends dancing in the background and it was distracting. So I said, uh, I said, David, get your friend. And then, and then, and then the friend was, the friend was like, oh, and he, and he like left. And then after that, I didn't have no, I didn't, he, I didn't see the friend no more. I didn't have no more issues out of that student. So, and then the class kind of like chuckled and laughed. So I I don't know. I, I think, I think just in general, my humor is what I lead with. And I think I'm still trying to find a way to mix that in with don't fuck with me. So I'll keep y'all posted on that. Yeah, so I I think that's all I'll talk about. I just want to do a short ramble um, and kind of just let y'all know what was going on with me. Um, I'm honestly ready for this term to be over. I'm ready to relax. Um, I feel like I've been staring at a computer screen for months and I've been, I haven't been getting good sleep because I've been worried about if I'm going to get things done or not. Um, yeah. So I'll just return back to the imposter syndrome thing. Just during the whole article writing process during the, the coursework and all of that is just like, I've, I've been just really hard on myself um thinking that just yeah I think this is one of one of the first times that I've thought more frequently like oh like should I do this or oh like do I belong here and so that's imposter syndrome and then another side of me is saying I don't want to like have school be a stressor in my life all the time like, I don't want, like, just this stress. Like, even even when I graduate and become a professor, there's going to be other stresses that I have to deal with. And I just don't know if I want my just mind and body tied to that, like, for the rest of my life as a career. So I don't know. I've been thinking about just how to navigate those feelings and seeing, you know, you know, once I do get my PhD, what are some other options I can do besides just being a professor? I think I'll, by default, I'll I'll try try being a professor just to see if I will enjoy it. And if I don't find any joy from it, I will definitely like find another career field. But it's like, what else can I do with a PhD in English but teach? I guess that's for a problem for future Jalen to figure out. But the imposter syndrome. I I know that I'm smart. I know that I know things. And I think I have to remind myself of that constantly. And I don't know. I just 
I want to be proud of myself. I want to be proud of my work. And I think sometimes all of that gets clouded by just my own insecurities. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with just the immense amount of stress we're all under. Um, But I think, you know, imposter syndrome has always been there. I think it's just heightened with just having to be at be with be with myself constantly at home and not really having a break or separation from from school so yeah I don't know how do y'all deal with imposter syndrome in this online format yeah I guess I'll end with that question and I guess I'll briefly talk about what I've been watching okay the 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 real housewives of potomac is crazy as hell um to me to me even though candace has a mouth i feel like monique shouldn't have snatched her up like she did was it entertaining to watch yes um but and then is it entertaining to watch candace talking about how she's been traumatized yes um but still like you know the and then this is the this this whole fight has been what they've kind of just centered the whole season on because nothing else has happened <laughs> um and yeah i just i don't i i don't get the whole lawsuit shit either because like i don't get i don't get monique's counter suit and then ashley doing her little statement and i don't know ashley need to leave michael he's not gonna get no better he really isn't and he yeah i'm ready to see them two white i'm ready to see the white men fight chris and michael gonna fight i'm ready to see that fight because it's just so funny i think this is the only rural housewives that has a black female cast where with white husbands where they where they fight and i just want to see that that's just but i know they're probably gonna cut it so it's whatever they're probably gonna cut it and like do something else with it like they usually do i'm excited for real housewives of atlanta um i'm excited to see the mess that happened the mess apparently that happened at cynthia's wedding which we probably won't get until midway through the season um so it'll probably be a lot of filler um and then uh, yeah i guess nini's not in this so it should be interesting i mean portia is Portia really she was so funny in that reunion I think Portia's really going to carry this season um I love Candy of course so but I really think Portia's going to carry this season because she was just so funny uh in the reunion so we'll see we'll see how they do um as far as films I well Chad and I were watching, uh, well, we finished the Freddy, we finished the Jason franchise, the Friday the 13th franchise, and then we watched Freddy versus Jason, but we, I didn't see the, I haven't seen the remake of that, so we gotta watch that, but 
we've been watching all of that and so that's been cool to kind of like see how the franchise uh just changed throughout the decades um yeah that's pretty cool and uh, as far as recent movies i watched antebellum which i didn't want to watch until i could buy um so they finally released it on dvd like uh i guess last month and we watched it and um really interesting in terms of thinking about the past and recreations of the past and yeah i don't want to say too much for people who haven't seen it yet but if people saw it and you know want to want me to talk about it I, I can do that um and yeah i'll just say that it's really interesting how the past is recreated and how the film kind of plays with our expectations of that past i'll say that oh and Jamel, janelle monet is just amazing in the movie i think she should win an oscar for this but i wanted lupita to win the oscar for us and she didn't even get nominated so whatever um whatever happens at the oscar uh, at whatever happens at the oscars this year janelle monet won <laughs> um yeah so i think that's all I'll, I'll say on this on this rambling episode oh i'm still trying to get the youtube channel like up and running i really want to start uh having uh the videos of the interviews there just just so you can see just i don't know just the facial whatnot i'm thinking of experimenting more with with recording myself while i'm uh doing like recording the audio for the show um so yeah i'm I'm thinking of doing that and, and uploading that to the youtube um and i've been wanting to have time to i've been wanting to do more episodes that are just on like certain ideas i've been having or certain films that i want to talk about like i saw baps earlier this year and i absolutely loved it and then that came like i watched that at the same time as wop when that came out and um i saw kind of like similarities with in terms of like the style um and just the aesthetic of of those two uh cultural things so I wanted to kind of put those in conversation with each other and I haven't ha been able to write a script for that because I, I don't want to just ramble about those. I want to actually have things like points. Um, haven't been able to write a script for that because of school and I have other films that I want to do that with. So once I get into, once I get into a groove and once I start, once I, st I, I guess I really need to like block out time to do this. And I haven't been able to do that because I've been just stressed about uh, trying to keep up with all of the work that all the Zoom work. Um, yeah, so once, once I get into a groove of doing that, I'm going to start doing those more and hopefully I, I 
I would like to uh, experiment more with video essays and, and kind of like commentary on film and commentary on TV. Um, yeah. And also, <laughs> I have been loving uh, the Parkers. Oh, my God. That show is so good. It's so good. Monique is so funny. Constance Vaughn and uh, the guy who plays the professor. Uh, I'll have oh I'll ha- I'll have to do an episode about that. I have so many ideas about it and so many thoughts about it. And I don't like Stevie. I I don't I think I, she's she don't need to be there. Like she doesn't contribute anything to the cast, the narrative. Every time she talks, it's just like why is this white bitch here? She's not even a good white friend. Like, think about, I, I pair this show with Vassa Raven. Like, Chelsea, she, you know, she's the she's the white friend that's there. She's the kooky white friend. And she's a good, she's a good white friend. Like, her and Raven are actually friends. And she went, she, she does not cross Raven. She don't try to steal her man. And then if y'all watch Raven's Home on Disney Channel, where basically... I I consider Chelsea and Raven to be a lesbian couple because we rarely see their husband, their divorced husbands. But that's again, that'll have to be another episode. Um, Yeah, even in that episode, like their friendship is just so strong and it's just such a beautiful, you know, little interracial friendship. When you think about Stevie and uh, Kim, that's not friendship. There's been too many episodes where Stevie has crossed that girl and um, just, I, I don't like her. She does, I just don't like her. I don't like her. She And then I just remember one of the early episodes where she was like, yeah, would you think I'm white with all this ass or something like that? And I was just like, stop it. You weren't even supposed to be here. You were only here because they needed you to be here so that they could have the show in the air probably. I don't like her. <laughs> I don't like her. Okay. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Go Black Boy Go. And you can listen to it um, on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Google Play, and uh, wherever else you can get your podcasts. Um, and yeah, I will end like I usually have been ending. Y'all take care and bye Trump. Also, what's going on with Obama? Are we going to take his black card now? Just a question. And then if we take Obama's black card, does Michelle get to keep hers? Because, you know, she didn't say nothing, right? I like her. She didn't say nothing. So, you know, but I don't know. She might need to get Obama together. I don't know. Just a thought. All right, bye, y'all.